Inflame your love for God and have a comprehensive understanding of God's Word. Listen to Reverend Kweku Sumpa Osei, resident pastor of the Makanet Church International, North Legon, Agboba Branch, as he brings you the unadulterated and seasoned Word of God. Now, listen to Reverend Kweku Sumpa Osei. Your heart of God has done something good for you. I want to share a testimony. Just give me a wave and I'll call you up to share your testimony. Let's welcome our brother Ken and our brother Matthew to share their testimony with us. Give them a better clap offering as they come. Who is coming first? Brother Matthew also come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. White, white. I thought it was your birthday. No, it wasn't birthday. It's not your birthday. Can you share a testimony? Hallelujah. Amen. Church, hallelujah. Amen. This morning, I want to thank God for my life. Many of you will see me working on this working stick. You will think I'm born this way, but I'm not born this way. I just want to thank God for the past 16 years in my life for saving me. It's not easy. Many have dreamed to see this day, but they didn't see this day. But God has saved me for the past 16 years after my accident. I just want to glorify the name of God. Hallelujah. To give God glory. The Bible says he will hide you in times of trouble. Amen. Let's welcome our sister to share her testimony with us too. Shop. She was she in started a shop. shop. started a new shop. She started a new shop. She shop. Guys, too, no more Timoto soup. my helmet, a moto, almost right. strange, my inside. No, I'm so I'm i and our sister, and I mean, my Mia Catam says, will be better, dear, main friend. Into or mammy fifty Ghana, and also a tone's only three, but we are three cities. Into I have nine cities. Into other fifty Ghana and a mammy, so now may I did me paint a manchet scanner. And I'm this canoe too, or not so, and so no, Tia can be bear barbef, and you may be bear barbef. Into Mrs. Salman, to Mrs. Salman, no, no, me call you no more two motor, no one. Bibi can and ban a beshaiska, nay a counterfeit fifty Ghana. Me so scare woman when you nana, they name the agents, you know. Into a moquan, I'm see, oh, a rascal no more demamine, and yet a counterfeit now. Between who didn't I'm seeing? Missy Kawe and Yra, meaning saying, Yanko point the bear mammy back. Mix Kazaka killed him. I saw be better than a minute discussed, and I'm so Missy Kaw. I want me who nana me dear friends, you know, or be most of the counter of it. I bear that, I bear this care, woman who it's me, Nanny Cassaway, you know, not me two, three, sir. Sister, be one me next shop, it's me, what I answer, all man and in the house, I say now, or more, and she said, you'll be back shopping, ma, on your way, sir, and of course, 
Timinam mi fies enim hona me kona man bi be chame hum o jina enosi o what is saying am se me hoye ntina ese adana to mi sunto mi explain ya chen se o se eni se no bi di counterfeit abed abetoska ade o mi nchen e wape na man mi ka se wepe no yi 50 Ghana no e no de ma mi hallelujah ntin mi ka se nya me no nya msa sem na mi ka se mi sika na ya no mi saka mi 50 Ghana no amen amen hallelujah so what she was saying is that she was in her shop one day with her daughter and you can kindly sit and let me explain this testimony. Not everybody speaks. And she was in the shop with her daughter and some two guys came to buy water. But the daughter called called her to come and sell the, the water. But when she came, the two guys decided to change their mind. Then they asked the, the daughter, why did you call your mother? Amen. So after she sold the water, they gave her 50 cities notes. It was a counterfeit. And she changed. So what happens is that she, she gave them real money and she took fake money. Hallelujah. Then she realized that it was fake money. So she was, she was sad in here. She said, the money that she's lost, she prays to God that she'll get it back. Then she decided to go and tell the next uh, shop in the area. As she was going, a man, a stranger from nowhere, met her, she narrated her story and the man gave her 50 cities. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's welcome our brother, Brother Matthew, to share his testimony with us. Amen. What has God done for you? Amen. Amen. Uh, today, I am here to brag about Jesus a little bit. You want to brag about Jesus? Yes. Come on, brag about Jesus. Amen. This is the first time I'm hearing this word. Yes. You're going to brag about Jesus. Because there are a lot of things that Jesus do that we don't understand. It's just happened. Then uh, we'll just see it as a normal thing. But when you sit down and think about it, you see it's not normal. It's be beyond, way beyond normal. You know, there was a time uh, Reverend was telling us that um, we should start thinking in dollars and be sowing in dollars. Wow. So that period, I just came back from my trip. And I was having some dollars somewhere. Then I was not having any money at all. So I was like, mm, since the river said it, I, I believe. So I went home. I took the dollars. I came to church. I paid offering with it. Then the next Sunday, Reverend said the same thing. Like we should start thinking in dollars. When we are paying offerings, we should try to convert it in dollars. And God will be doing great things in our life. Me, I'm a person that believes so much. In as much as a man of God has said it, not any man of God, though, man of God that know what he is saying, you know, because some people can just come and do all sorts of magic, call your name and do things. You say, Oh, this is a man of God, then you start running and paying offerings. Me, I'm not that kind of person, I'm the kind of person that believes in the word. So, since then, over a year now, I told God that there's a certain amount of offering. That I will be paying. This was covenant between me and my God. So my wife was like, ah, this money is kind of outrageous. This, this, this. And I was like, okay. Your wife no was saying the money was outrageous. Yeah. Hallelujah. So since then, I've been faithfully paying the offerings. I really don't know how it happens. I have problems. Sometimes I don't have money all through the week. But once it's Saturday, I don't know how it happens. Mysteriously, wow. money will come from somewhere hey. and I will be able to meet up with that obligation. Come on. And I've been doing this now for almost one year. And God has been faithful. 
I came to give all the glory back to God. Amen. You are the next person receiving favor and glory from God. Hallelujah. Let's welcome Dr. Amma to share her testimony with us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, like Brother Matthew said, most of the time, God does things for us that we take as normal. Um, I just want to thank God that I'm alive and we are all alive, up and grateful. That's what one of my friends always puts on her status. Um, I remember a few weeks ago, my dad was giving a testimony here and then I was like, like a daughter, I was like, hey, this man can say things. So this one too, is this something you have to come and talk about? But just then, then, I believe it's the Holy Spirit dropped in me that, have you forgotten a scenario? I, we had a scenario at work where um, one of my nurses was calculating a bill for a patient who had just been there for like four days. She was like, hey, bill no soon, won't you mean she Then I like asked how much. It was between 3,000 and 4,000 Ghana cities. I was like, oh, only three days. And he said, hey, boss, is the oxygen no? I was like, wow. Oxygen, one hour is 15 cities. One hour is 15 cities. Exactly. So calculate how much oxygen you owe this morning. Exactly. That's, that's the whole point. So I was like, just then I went like, God, thank you that I can breathe. Then simultaneously, all of us in the office went like, God, thank you. And I realized that the fact that we are always up breathing is not just normal because somebody had to pay 15 CDs an hour to breathe. Right now, how many hours since you wake up, woke up? If, if God were to ask you to pay, I mean, we wouldn't be able to pay. So I just want to say thank you to God. And like he said, we take things for normal. But always when you wake up, just remember that somebody is lying somewhere in the hospital having to pay for oxygen and having to breathe. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Bible says, and he loaded that with numerous benefits. One of the benefits is oxygen. She's a doctor. She's not lying. Me, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Amen. If you're here and share your testimony with us, I want to give someone the opportunity. The last testimony. Is there a testimony coming? Put your hands and let's receive our sister. Yes. What has the Lord done for you? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm here to thank God for what he has done for me. Yeah. Amen. This Monday, I was plus one. But before Monday, Sunday when I was living here, I was not feeling too well. So when I left, when I was going, I told Auntie DeConti that I want to get home, take my drug, and maybe change my skirt and come back. Wow. But after taking my drug, I realized I slept off. Mm. But before I slept, I told God that Tomorrow is going to be my day. I don't want to enter the day with sickness. So he should heal me. And I laid down. And trust me, when I woke up, I was as fit as a fiddle. So I give glory to God. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Father, thank you for your dear daughter. Thank you for your healing. You are the God that healeth. And you've done it for her. We thank you in Jesus' name. You will not die, but you live and declare the rest of God. Clap your hands for Jesus. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. She says she wants to testify. Now, Oh, or your sound way. Oh, your sound engineer with TV3. Yeah. Wow. He 
He said he's glorifying God and thanking God by standing here and wants to also thank God for the life of his husband who used to work at TV3 for some time now. Last week, Thursday, your has coffee. ポンパンティンパナメボンミボンパモダンワンアワーワンアワーツミボンパナメカチャセダディマデケセビデウニンペソヤマメソヤマミアメシュディコンクレニミアワウミクワチュアプリケーションベブレディナモフレナウニムド
that she was going to sleep. Mm. And the Revelation 13, verse 14 tells us, well, those who die in the Lord That's will right. rise up on the day that the Lord will call his people. Wow. I thank God and I thank church for their prayers. Daddy, oh, never missed me with his word of encouragement. And I thank you all for your prayers. And I thank you. One of you came. Yeah. And that's it mean a lot to me, traveling five hours from here to Kumasi. It's not easy. And being with me. I appreciate. What a blessing. All I have to tell God is that I appreciate everything. Because mm. after the program, I mean nothing. Nothing. He owns all. And he did all for me. Wow. And I'm grateful for how far God has brought me. Because he, he has taken... Uh, I would say I rip if I'm allowed to put it that, but That's I drew right. it out of my life. That's right. But I know he bring it back to me on the day of his resurrection. I thank God for everything. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Wow. Clap your hands for Jesus. And let's welcome the servant of God to bless us. Just because they came, I give you the praise.
and I give you all the honor. In Jesus' name I have prayed. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? You may be seated right there on top of your enemies. It's a blessing to be here this beautiful morning. Or afternoon. Alright. Why you must become a shepherd. Alright. Now, the first reason why you must become a shepherd is to show that you love God. Sister Jennifer, do you understand? Yeah. That's God's love language. If you love me, feed my sheep. Amen. Yeah, so you can be doing everything, but God may not appreciate it. So you are not feeding sheep. Amen. Amen. I mean, it's like buying flowers for a Ghana girl. girls don't, and they don't, it's not every Ghana girl. Most Ghana girls don't, we don't like flowers. Hallelujah. Amen. Most Ghana girls don't like flowers, so. Yeah. A Ghanaian girl may appreciate a mobile phone. Hallelujah. Not flowers. Somebody says Indomie. God has forgiven you for disrespecting the Ghana girls. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the next reason why you must become a shepherd is because you don't need much to become a shepherd. What you need to be a shepherd is a desire. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't need a, a certificate so to become a shepherd. You see, you can't be a medical doctor without going to university for seven years. It's very difficult to be a doctor. When I was in the university, the, those who were training to be doctors, they literally went through all the departments. Yeah. In my first year, I, 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 I did pure mathematics in the department of mathematics. They were there doing a, a course in mathematics, I remember. In my second year, I did pure statistics. They were there also doing statistics. Hey, it's very difficult. I mean, so they, 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 they literally, they do sociology. They do almost everything. Then they do the anatomy and all those difficult courses, biochemistry and all those things before, for seven good years. By, by 300 level, they start joining the bus to go to Kolebu every day, in and out. You see them in their white coats, going and come. Very difficult. Some of, well, I had one in my room. He would come with bones and he used to, you know, he was a terror in the room because he would come with bones in his, they had a box with bones to come and scare us in the room. You know, because it's part of their course. You know, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that to be a shepherd, you don't need a certificate. But the Bible says that what you need is a desire. He that desired the office of a bishop desired a good thing. Not the title. Not the title. Hallelujah. 
You see, because you can have the title without the substance of the office. So desire the office. I, in, I think it is better to enter into the office before you get the title. Yeah. Because if you get the title, you can get the title, but there's not much to show for it. I mean, if you look at a country like Togo, they have a president. But the whole economy of Togo is smaller than the, the revenue of one chain stores in the UK, Sainsbury's. They have the Sainsbury's chain of stores. Sainsbury's is like maybe Melcom, but a higher form in the UK. Now, the company, Sainsbury's, when you add their money, it's bigger than the whole economy of Togo. So, have the desire. That's all you need. The next reason why you must become a shepherd is because it is a natural stage of development. If you have been coming to church for at least six months, by now you should become you should you should become a shepherd. Tell anybody that by now you should have been a shepherd. Yes. You should grow. You see, one day a certain man went to buy chicken. He said he was starting a poultry farm. But the chickens were not growing. Six weeks, they were still small. You know, they were small, they were not growing. I remember when I was in GSS, there was a boy in my class. And I was sitting, I used to sit by a certain girl. But this boy, he, he had not grown. He, had, he, had, he was small. I mean, he didn't grow. He was suffering from a condition called dwarfism. He was like this. Very troublesome. And he liked the girl that was sitting by me. <laughs> the story is somewhere. And I was sitting by this girl. Every day, then he would come. Hey, fresh face. Then he would, short, he'll be standing. He would come. Then he would, he would say, hey, your face is fresh. The girl's face too is fresh. Wow. All of these moves, not knowing that somewhere he liked the girl. And I was in the class and he came to kick me from behind in my groin. He wanted to destroy my manhood because... <laughs> The way I beat him, man. <laughs> anyway, this many years ago, back in the 90s. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see that you need to develop naturally. Yeah. You've been in the church for six months. By now, you should have been a shepherd. It's a natural stage of development. So you see that in the church, there are a lot of people spiritually, their heads are big and they are short and they are muscular, but their arms are short and they are just moving in the church like that with their big heads. Because you have refused to grow. You are suffering from spiritual dwarfism. 
You must mature. Tell anybody that you must mature. Tell anybody that you should be teaching. You should be preaching and teaching. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's natural. Every child must grow. Yeah, every child must grow. Amen. Amen. The next reason why you must become a shepherd is because there is a great need for shepherds. Yeah. There is a great need for shepherds. Yeah, we are lacking shepherds in the church. We need a lot of shepherds. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. There is there's a lack of shepherds. Look at this church. Even let me use this church as an example. I need hundred basenta shepherds. How many do we have? Where is uh, Christopher? Where is he? How many buses came to church today with people? How many buses have you recorded in your data book? Only 11 for this service. So far. Yeah. We should have recorded at least 100. So this is a practical, uh, what do you call it? 12, 11. 11, yeah, 11 buses. So, and meanwhile, I've written here that 100. So, even we don't need to go into the Bible, just use this church as an example. That there is a, there's a shortage. Is that not so? Yeah. We need. That's why, that's why you must become a shepherd. Tell anybody that you must become a shepherd. Yeah. There's a shortage. We need. Pastor Christian, there's a great need, oh. Everybody turn around. Can you see some empty chairs? Yeah. Can you see some chairs behind you at the back? Yeah. It's a sign. It's not that there's nobody. We, there are thousands of people who are, have nowhere to go this morning. The reason why they are not here is because you have not gone to gather. The reason why they are not here is because you didn't, you, you, you are not a shepherd. You are not taking care of anybody. Your life is only about you, yourself, and you. So you have not gone to take anybody or you are not caring for anybody. There are few people who are caring for others. And the burden is so much, they can do only little. So the rest of the people that are left uncared for. Yeah. And this leads to the next point, number five. Why? Because God's people are scattered without shepherd. That's why, that's why they are not in the church. The reason why there are some empty chairs at the back is because they are scattered. This service should have been full with canopies all around the building with, I mean, fans and what have you trying to cool us down. We, we can't even get air to breathe. But the reason is because God's people are scattered because we don't have the shepherds. If we had the 100 shepherds and everybody was bringing 10 people, we would be 1,000 people here. Do you know what it means to have 1,000 people? That's a lot. We will not even fit. So this building can take 1,000. We, we will need canopies. Our last winning Sunday, we were almost a thousand. The place was, there was chaos. Yeah. And that's how every Sunday must be. Not Sunday only Sunday. So God's people are scattered. Look at the scripture. Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 5. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. Sister Jennifer, do you understand? Yeah, that's the only reason why you may find some empty chairs at the back. Becky, are you with me? 
Yeah. Try and stay with me. Nobody should fall asleep here. The only reason why you will see one or two empty chairs at the back is because God, the people who are supposed to be there have been scattered because you have not risen to become. By now you should have been a shepherd but you have not risen up. For the time when you ought to be shepherds. Yeah, you are not a shepherd. You are home. You want to just sleep and wake up and come to church. Then even you will not come early. Yeah, that's why. That's why there's no. That's why we don't have. Uh, 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 that, that, that's, that's why we are the way we are. So thousands of people are out there, but they are scattered. But you have not gone to bring them. If all of us were to rise up and say that we are becoming shepherds, hey, what a difference it will make. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? We, number six, we must become shepherds so that we will fulfill the great commission. Yeah. The great commission, Jesus said we should go out there, preach the gospel, make disciples of men, teach them. That's why you must become a shepherd. The great commission is not just about evangelists going to preach. When the evangelists, yesterday we went to have an outreach at Oyarifa. But after the outreach, there must be somebody there who will be a shepherd to help to fall. Otherwise, if you just preach and the people go back to being scattered, then what's the point? So after evangelism, there must be somebody on the ground to shepherd the people. To gather them. The next reason why you must become a shepherd is so that you will have a good degree. Now, this degree I'm talking about is not a degree from the University of Ghana. It's not a degree from Harvard University. I'm talking about a spiritual degree. Alright? First Timothy 3.13 For they that have used the office of a deacon or the office of a shepherd will purchase to themselves a good degree. There is something known as a spiritual degree. And just like how the degree that you get on earth helps you to get good jobs, helps you to get a better life, when you get a spiritual degree, it also helps you to have a better life. Yeah. A spiritual degree is higher than even the physical degree. Yeah, Pastor Christian, it's higher. So don't think that, oh, you have your physical degree, so you are okay. There is no spiritual degree. You need the spiritual degree. I said you need a spiritual degree. Yeah. It will help you. In this life. And in the life to come. I said it will help you in this life. And also in the life to come. But the physical degree. It will help you only to a point. Even in this life, it cannot help you in many places. When I went on missions to the Cape Verde Islands, I remember I had a certificate from University of Ghana, Bachelor of Arts degree. 
Second upper division from the University of Ghana. I took it to them. Somebody put the paper under her desk for four years. They didn't mind me. They were supposed to give me the equivalent that I can use in the country. Like, give me a certificate to show that I have this degree, but from another country, and therefore, I am qualified to do certain jobs, maybe teaching a secondary school or assisting a university or working in a bank or what have you. They didn't do it for me. So you realize that even your physical degree is limited. There are many, now when you go with a degree from Ghana to UK, they will tell you that do top up. Yeah. They will tell you to do top up. Do you know why? Because some of our graduates these days, they can't even speak proper English. Yeah. A lot of people who have finished SS, your, certi- your YC certificate, you can, I know, you know, I have somebody in my house, an SS graduate. My, my daughter brought class one English work. She couldn't, she got it all wrong. She's, she assisted my daughter in doing the work. When I came back and I checked, everything that she had taught her was wrong. I had to erase the whole work at SS graduate. Class one, my daughter is in class one. She could not do it. So you need a, a higher degree than the degree that, and the certificate that you are purchasing. And there, there's a spiritual degree. When you become a shepherd, it will give you that spiritual degree. It will help you now in this life and in the life to come. Give me an amen. Yeah. That's why you must become a shepherd. Yeah, what? You don't, you don't know. Hmm. The next reason why you must become a shepherd. You must become a shepherd so that you will combine material and spiritual progress. Yeah. If you prosper in your natural life, but you don't prosper in your spiritual life, there is an imbalance. You want to make progress in your, your physical life. In your physical life, you want to get a degree. You want to improve your career. You are writing exams. You are going to school. You are improving yourself. You are getting that promotion. But when it comes to the spiritual dimension, there is no development. Your life becomes imbalanced. There must be a balance between the spirit and the physical in your life. as you are trying to go to school to improve yourself you are trying to expand your business spiritually there must also be a progress a progression in your life but many people in, in our charismatic churches all they are concerned about is their physical blessing. Yeah, you see them sitting in front with their big stomachs, deacons and what have you. And elders. Why we foot touch here? You are just sitting in front of the church. All you are concerned about is physic, your physical and your natural progression in life. 
My children are now studying in the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. By the grace of God. You even come and give a testimony. These are the type of Christians we have sitting in our churches. What about your spiritual pro- what, your, what about your spiritual progress? And these people, they even fight against the church. Yeah. They fight against the church. If the child says that I'm going to be a missionary, hey! What? Mission ordinary. Even yesterday, you had some experience. Yeah. Yesterday, we were going to do an outreach somewhere. We were sacked by a pastor. That's what they do. Cannot come. Go and write letter. When are we going to finish writing this letter? We are coming to do outreach. You say we should write letter. Eh? Yeah. So there must be a balance. Somebody tell your neighbor there must be a balance. Yeah. There must be a balance. You cannot, you've been in the church for a long time. You are improving in your life. You've gone to university. You now have a job. You are married. You are having a child. What about your spiritual life? What progress have you made in your spiritual life? Are you becoming a pastor? Are you becoming a shepherd? That one is, is, is of no use. That's why there are many stinking Christians to God. You stink to God. I said you smell to God. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 1. He says that a false balance is an abomination unto the Lord. God looks at you and you, 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 are, you are like an abomination to him. So there's no balance in your life. Physically, you are progressing. You are going to school. You are getting your degrees. Your children are getting to their admission to their schools. What about the spiritual dimension? There's nothing. No ambition. Yeah. That's why we can't get shepherds in the church. But we are too busy building our lives. That's why like the Bible says that what is your life? It's like a vapor. It's like a vapor. It, will, it is here one minute, the next minute is gone. It's useless. If you don't know, I'm telling you. Yeah. I remember 20 years ago, I'll never forget as I stood by my dying mother and I told her, mommy, there's money in your bag. What should I do? He said, I don't know and I don't care. She was dying. Money was of no use to her. Many of the things that we are chasing after, we think that it's something, your school, what your school? What school? What certificate? Please. What certificate are you chasing? Wisconsin, it's not even recognized anywhere. Even University of Ghana, our certificates are not respected. UCC. Kenust. I shall say, even the name. It's not international. You feel so powerful you are going towards university. Please, purchase for yourself a proper degree. A proper degree. Rise up and become a shepherd. I'm telling you. I'm telling you something. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, don't be an abomination to God. Yes. There must be a combination. We are not saying don't go to school. Ah, I just am I'm not the one who told you to do your degree. Yes. Yeah. But there must be a balance. Not yes. that only yes. your, God is looking at you and it's like you are only concerned about your natural life, your family, your building that you are building, your what have you. All these things we do. I'm building a house. I'm building a house. Yes. 
I, I, don't, I need somewhere for my children to stay. So, yeah, I pay school fees. I have a wife. I'm married. Oh, I'm just yeah, wearing a ring. Yeah. But I'm not just doing, doing my life. There's a spiritual dimension too. That one too must, be, must, must happen. Amen? It's important. I said it's what? It's important. Yeah. You must become a shepherd. The next reason. Become a shepherd because people are hungry. I said people are what? People are hungry for the word. Yeah. And you see, we need different types of shepherds. Because some shepherds are not appropriate for certain jobs. Mm. That's why we need different types of shepherds to feed the different hungry people. Yeah. You see, one day a certain girl came to church here. When she came to church and she saw my, my brown face, she ran away. Because she had been to another church with a similar pastor like me. And the pastor said, uh, come for a meeting. Before she knew it, the shepherd had taken fucking knife and was... Sharpening it was about to eat the sheep. So the sheep escaped. Yeah. That's why I, I need, I don't, I need, you know, I have Pastor Hemphill here. I have Pastor Christian here. These are UD pastors. Do you understand? But I also need LPs. I need the Conti to become LP the Conti. Wouldn't it be nice to have LP Jennifer? LP Amanda. I need LPs. Because some of the brothers, if you if only men are pastors, there are certain problems that we cannot solve easily. A sister will come, she's crying, she needs to be comforted. <laughs> and then she needs to be comforted. Then if we have Pastor Christopher, who is a lion by nature, he has to comfort this sister. As he is trying to comfort, I'll try as he's trying to comfort, before you realize, he will be smelling the blood running in the veins of this sheep. So you are comforting, but as you are comforting, before you realize, you've you beaten the sheep. You've beaten the sheep. That's why we need different types of shepherd. Yeah. Recently, I heard of a certain, a certain shepherd. Yeah. He said he's doing follow-up. Before I knew it, he has beaten somebody's wife. Maybe if there was an, a proper LP in the church. Because you see, uh, when a female has to be visited, isn't it better for a female shepherd to visit? That's why we need more female shepherds. Hmm? We need Rosemary to become shepherd Rosemary. A powerful shepherd. Who can advise people. You know, she's a married woman. Her life is all together. She has Brazilian hair. 
you know, she can she can be a proper shepherd. Yeah. We can send her to visit certain female sheep. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Then the male sheep also visit the male, the male shepherds also take care of the male sheep. Because if you are a male shepherd and you go and visit a female sheep, because there are also some type of sheep that are shepherd eating sheep. Very dangerous. Yeah, you see, one day I watched a certain video on Facebook. There was a circus, there was a lion. So there was somebody taking care of the lion. Before we knew it, the lion had caught the, the guy and he was eating the guy. Yes. When I went to uh, Yam Sukro in 2013, about six years ago, when I went to Yam Sukro, we went to Ufe Bwahim's castle and they showed us a place where he used to keep crocodiles. Yes, so much and baby, the crocodiles, they had a, the crocodiles, they had a shepherd who was taking care of the crocodiles. But one day, yes, no, um, the, the guy came with a stick, he was trying to feed the crocodiles. Yes, then the crocodile, one crocodile turned around and beat the shepherd and before all the other sheep, they joined and they ate the shepherd. Yes, sir. Yes. So there are certain type of sheep that can also eat the shepherd. That is why I need more female shepherds to help to take care of certain females. Because some of the female sheep, when I look at them, I'm afraid that this one, if I go near this one, I can be eaten alive. Hey, I'm afraid. I beg you. I have children. Don't kill me before my time. Some of them, they look like anacondas. They will wrap around you and they will squeeze you until you die. Then they will swallow you alive. Hey! I'm afraid. That's why I need a lot of shepherds, different types, matured ones, young ones. You see, and you can bear fruit after your kind. You see, if I go and follow up somebody who is 14 years old, you see, when I was 14 years old, the problems that 14 year olds have today, I didn't have it my time. Because my time, we didn't have mobile phones. We didn't have computers. My time, it, if you are lucky, there will be a phone. If there's a phone in your house, you are very blessed. The one that we went like that. My number was triple two six three six. You take the phone, then you press the thing, kako kako like Then you put your hand inside, kako. Then you leave. Like that, then you finish calling, then you make the phone call. We used to buy phone cards and go and make phone calls at PNT at Circle. When that, those were the problems we have in my time, but the young people of today they have problems. Recently, I went to I was at a last week Saturday, I was somewhere. And there was a brother. I met a classmate. So when he saw me, he said, Oh, Reverend, then there was a guy who overheard us. He had braided his hair. Same guy. He looks about maybe early 20s, maybe 21, 19. So he, he got down. He, he came, he came near me and he said, Sir, I overheard your conversation. Are you a reverend? I said, Yes. How can I help you? He said, I need help. I'm suffering with homosexuality. Young man. 
He will not be more than 19. Suffering with homosexuality. Hey, my heart. I felt sad. He he needs a shepherd. I'm suffering. And I was just about moving. So I told him that, please, take my number. Call me. I'll give you direction. Come to church. Let's talk. I didn't hear from him again. We don't have a lot of shepherds. God wants you. People need, people are hungry. Yeah, people are hungry. You know? Tell your neighbor that people are spiritually hungry. Yeah. Yeah. People are looking for God. They can't find God. They think they've tried, they want to be satisfied. So now you see a man is chasing a man thinking that he will get satisfaction. After he marries the man, he doesn't get satisfaction. Some people think that they'll get satisfaction when they get money. They get money and there's no satisfaction because their spiritual hunger is, money cannot remove that spiritual hunger. Sex cannot replace that spiritual hunger. Physical food cannot replace that spiritual hunger. It is only God that can satisfy. That is why we need shepherds. We need shepherds. We need. Oh, I remember the young boy. He said, "Please help me. I'm suffer, I'm struggling with homosexuality." And that's problem. Look, don't look down on anybody who has this, because it's one of the problems now with a lot of our young people. The type of demons that very strong demons. So you see a soft, juicy girl like Amanda sitting there. No, 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 no. no. You want this? Rather, you want the bony, slim brother who doesn't have any soft tissue. His buttocks is hard like a stone. He has no soft breasts. I mean, look at this one. Even her arms look soft. Look at this. She looks juicy. No, I don't like. I mean, you want this one. Like a Hugo. That's the one that you like. The beard alone is very, very disturbing to me. But you see, you see, that is what he likes. They, 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 he cannot control it. It's like, it's like, no, this is what I need. This is what I want. I can't help it. I like the masculine one. Hey, it's a problem. Maybe they need a shepherd. Shepherd. Who will come and say, in the name of Jesus, you foul spirit of homosexuality, out! Yeah. There's no shepherd. Brother came to me in the window, please help me. I'm struggling with homosexuality. One day, I was going home. I think Kwesi was with me. I don't know that day whether he was with me. Somebody was with me. I was going home, and I saw... I saw two girls and, and a brother fighting. The girl was on the floor. Kill me. I want to die. Yes. I will die. No, it's not a Nigerian movie. I saw it with my own eyes. It was around midnight. I had been here for, I forgot what it was, but I was going home. I think I was in a meeting, one of my meetings, Sunday. I want to die. So I went and I said, young man, young girl, what is, why do you want to die? I am a pastor. Can I help? Reverend. <laughs> Reverend. Can you imagine? I have loved this boy for so many years. Giving myself to him. 
there is another girl in his life. Oh no, I cannot let this. She was going bonkers. Yeah. yeah. He needs a shepherd. Yeah. A shepherd to tell her that you are a stupid girl. A shepherd to remove a cane and, and correct her. But there is no shepherd. Yeah. Then when the, the, the brother came. A young doctor. Confused. Two, two girls fighting over him. Yeah. You see, because, you see, because that's, you see, if you are a shepherd, we will teach you. That's why I told you that you must have a beloved. Do you remember? Yeah. You need to, I'm passing for cry, remember? Yeah. Because before you realize, you are walking in the church, you, anointed young man, then before you know it, all the single girls are looking at you to whom to, to whom for, to whom does he belong to. to then they are, before you realize they are fighting over you. Yeah. One day one sister came here, she told me you marry Pastor Hivu. Hey, I, that's when I realized that no, Pastor Hivu was in danger. You know this? Yeah. You see, People, we, we need shepherds. Yeah, we need shepherds. People are hungry. There is a deep hunger and people are looking for God. Yeah. You can never be satisfied. Listen, a woman cannot satisfy you spiritually. Yeah. That's why many people, a lot of girls, they think that when they find love, they've, they've, they would have arrived. Actually, what they are looking for is God. There is a certain satisfaction in God that you cannot get in, in, in a, 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 a human being. There's a song. It says that only you can satisfy all I want is more of you. And all I want is more of you. There's nothing that desire more than more of you. More of you. You cannot be satisfied with money. That is why in Switzerland they have suicide clinics. Now they go there for, please, I'm tired of life. Help me to die. Because... Everything that they have gotten could not bring them satisfaction. Let me end here because of time. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 2. You have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. People need to be visited. That's why you must become a shepherd. Visitation. Very important. I said what? Very important. This morning I saw somebody, she was almost in tears. She said, Pastor, I've not been well. My knee, medicine, what have you. Then somebody just saw me and said, if you don't have sense, you have not been coming to church. You, this girl. She said, when I was sick, nobody came to look for me. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Please forgive the girl. She didn't mean it. I began to beg her. Yeah. Because it is one of the things that 
makes people even leave the church. Yeah. Because when, when, we don't, when people are not visited, it's equal to scattering. B, have you visited some of your members? Have you visited Jennifer before? When you went there, she wasn't there. Yeah. Have I visited you before? When you were here? Yeah. Maybe you would have been scattered by now. The stable people in the church are people who have been visited. So when we don't visit, and and I cannot visit everybody. Uh, how can all the, can Bishop Dad visit all his members? Even some of the churches he has never been there before, and he may never be able to visit all his churches. That's why we need shepherds and other shepherds. Yes, we need different types of shepherds. Yeah, we the pastors. We can't do how much can we do, Pastor Evo? Only die before your time. How many people can you visit? But if I had 100 shepherds and everybody was visiting even just two people, immediately 200 people have been visited and strengthened. That's why you must become one of the 100 shepherds that we are looking for. I said, rise up and become one of the 100 shepherds. Yeah, there's spiritual hunger. And let me tell you something. There's a great benefit to shepherding. This morning I was telling them, in the first service. Start playing the keyboard, I'm closing. I was telling them in the first service, I told them that one of the advantages that I've just realized as as a shepherd, you know, one of my duties as a reverend is to counsel people for marriage. By the grace of God, most of my leaders have taken them through counseling, I've married most of them. When I do marriage counseling, actually it has helped me to be a good husband. Because I don't know how to be a husband. I didn't grow up in a house where there was mommy and daddy. I don't know that thing, mommy and daddy. I don't know know how to. I have not seen a practical example before that I'm staying home. How how daddy treats mommy. I've not seen something before. But because I became a shepherd, every day I'm teaching. Okay, so these are the duties of a husband. Number one, love your wife. Number two, make her feel happy at home. Number three, make her feel protected. Do understand? Make her feel secure. Number four, let her feel provide. Provide for her physically, oh, sexually, oh, and how to practice love in marriage, the types of love in marriage, what it means to be married to a choleric man, what it has done to me, and I'm and I'm because I'm a I'm a shepherd and I have to learn how to counsel people. I'm always reading books. So that I can become a better shepherd. Yeah. Recently I was reading a book about marriage counseling. Five love languages. I'm learning so much. You know. It has made me a better husband. Yeah. My wife is not an unhappy woman and bitter woman. There are many husbands. They don't even know how to treat their wives. 
bush zongo men who don't know how to treat their wives. Your wife is not happy. You can't even see that she's not happy. If you are a husband, you must look at your wife's face. You know, as one of the common questions that prophet likes to ask, are you happy? When he sees you, he will ask you. Because he's a good shepherd. He will ask you, are you happy? Is there joy? And he's always looking at people's faces to see whether they are happy or not. When you become a shepherd, and if, if you, he's the one who trained me. And most of, if you, if you relate with me, I'll always ask you, is that joy? Even, but I've been asking you, is it working? Is everything all right? Are you okay? Always. Yeah. By being a shepherd, it's even helped me how to relate to people. And one of our pastors in, in America, he became a shepherd. Hmm? He became a shepherd and should I, should, I, should I tell you the story I should close? I'm just giving you one or two analysis. I've finished. One of our pastors in America, he became a shepherd. So preaches A shepherd is somebody who preaches. My, my, my center of says they preach every Wednesday. So he had a boss and something happened. The boss was late. So they told him that, you know what? The boss told him that, please, Talk to the people for me. So he, he stood in front of them and he started talking to them. When the boss came, he, the boss entered the door and the boss heard the guy talking to the clients. The guy, the boss was shocked. He said, what? So, oh, so my, my managing director, I said, let's please. He said, no, 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 please, please continue. And he stood there. And and the guy finished. Said, when the guy finished, he called him to his office and they won the contract. He said, hey, why did you learn how to talk like that? What do you do? Do you do? Are you into public speaking? He said, oh, no. I'm just a, I'm a pastor. I'm a center overseer. I'm a shepherd. I teach my people every Wednesday. I have center meeting. I teach my people every Wednesday. I have my center meeting with my people. Through that, there are benefits. Yeah. I'm not saying this so that they say, hey, Reverend said that when we become a shepherd, then we will be able to talk one day, then our boss will promote us. Please, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm trying to say that there are so many blessings. Like getting a degree that will help you not only in this life but in the life after. I am praying for you that God will touch your heart. Today somebody came to my office and said, I want to become one of the shepherds. Please. I want to be a shepherd. I'm praying that God will touch your heart. Because I cannot force you to become a shepherd. You know, by the time I was finishing university, God had touched my heart. I never wanted to be a pastor. Never. Pastor? No, 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 no. I didn't even. I said, no, no, no. I'm going to America to do my master's in financial economics. When I finish and I will do law, I wanted to be a Wall Street financial economist stroke lawyer holding my briefcase, walking on Wall Street. That was my vision. But by the time I got to final year, I remember one day I had come from my last lecture in econometrics too. And as we walked from the end block, they called us and they gave us little cheats to fail. 
How do you see yourself in 10 years? God had touched my heart. I said, I see myself becoming a pastor. That's all I wanted to do. God had touched my heart. All my interest in all those things, they had gone. I wasn't interested in becoming a banker. I wasn't interested in becoming anything. I just wanted to be a pastor. And to me, it's the greatest thing that I can ever do with my life. Only God can touch your heart. Only God can touch your heart to become something. And I'm praying for you as I end this afternoon. Because there are some of you, eh, even as I'm preaching, you are saying in your head that you should hurry up and close. You want to go home. But when God touches your heart, like He's not an ordinary God. It's only God that has touched his heart. That's why he's the way. It's only God that has touched. That's why they are here. May God touch your heart. May you become a shepherd. May you become a shepherd. Yeah. Don't say that you love God. Don't never hit your chest again and say me don't When you are not feeding the sheep of God, when you rise up and become a shepherd. In Jesus' mighty name. I said in Jesus' mighty name. Forgive me about the time, but from next week, the time is changing. Because I have a Sunday manager. He's very, he's, he's very wicked. He will give me red card when it's time. It's like, Charlie, stop preaching. So, yeah. He will be here. So from next week, it's time, time is. So let me preach for the last. What do you think? But I've closed. I've closed. Hallelujah. How many of you are becoming shepherds? Are you rising up to become a shepherd? I said, are you rising up to become a shepherd? I see you becoming a shepherd. I said, I see you becoming a shepherd. When you become a shepherd, you become God's special employee. Employ somebody, the person is more important to you than an ordinary person. May you become a special employee of God. And may all the fringe benefits that come with being an employee of God come to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said 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 in the mighty name of Jesus. May God touch your heart. May you rise up and become a shepherd. You will never lack. For you shall serve the Lord. And he will bless your bread. He will bless your water. You will not die before your time. Yesterday, one of my classmates was buried. Very sad. But when you rise up and you become a shepherd, you will even look younger than your mates. Recently, I told somebody my age, he couldn't believe it. Thought I was younger. It's these days that I'm getting small gray hair. They thought I was. We'll see how you look like when you get to my age. Yeah. May God lift you up. You will not be poor. God will take care of you. Christopher, all your efforts are not in vain as a shepherd. Your desire to serve God as a shepherd. It is never in vain. Today, one of my shepherds, come. Uh, Richard, come. One of my shepherds, 
I'm, I'm closing. I'm just ending. This is my shepherd in Medina. He's the Medina center of Asia. He brought 21 people to church today. Yes. This is my shepherd in Medina. Today, he was going to Medina to bring his sheep. And he was on the footbridge of Medina. He came to see me because he was shocked about it. He had an encounter. He didn't understand. And I, when he came, I told him what happened to him. An angel appeared to him. Yes. The Holy Spirit told me that it was, and I'm 100% sure. And he was alone on the bridge. Am I lying? Yes. But you know, you know, you know how angels appear? Sometimes they look like ordinary men. Angels can. Do you remember when the angels went to Sodom? They were ordinary men. They came to say as ordinary men. There was nothing. And sometimes they can appear in a spirit form. Now this guy, this angel appeared, looks like some, he was wearing ordinary clothing. He looked like a mad person. Sometimes angels appear like that. So, and I'll prove to you why I'm saying that he's an angel. Because he was on the footbridge. Then the guy called him. And I said, I'm we looked at him and said, who is this guy? He doesn't look too correct. Then he said, I am not a madman. So somehow, he came. I can smell a herb. There's a funny herb smell. Anyway, so he came. Then the angel told him, you are going to gather your children to church. He told you some personal things about it. What else did he say? Give him a mic. Give him a mic. What did he say? Uh, do we have only two mics in this church? He asked me. Hello. Uh-huh. He asked me, are you going to gather your people? To are you going to children? gather your children to church? I said, yes. Uh-huh. Do you have money on you? I said, no. So, yes, I know you don't have money. Listen. You give him some volume. If, uh-huh. if I ask you to give me something, are you able to give me? I said, if I have can give it to you. Yeah. And he, he called me by this today. Yeah, this morning. And he sat down and said, kneel down. If I make you a rich person, will you be humble to save God? Will you be humble to go and sweep in the church as you? And he sweeps the church. The no. guy knew that he sweeps the church. And I said yes. Okay. What I've, I've asked you or what I've told you, go and tell your pastor. So when he came to me and he told me, immediately I knew in my spirit. I said, you, you, you had, because, and they were the only ones on the bridge. There was nobody else there. Said that sometimes I, because at a spiritual level, he may not be able to handle it if an angel appears to him in a certain form. So sometimes they come in the natural form so that they will not, you will not be scared. Yeah. He had an encounter. And watch him. God is going to cause money to come into his hand. And that's why he was asking him, Will you always be humble? Because money makes you proud sometimes. Many rich people cannot become yeah. I want to encourage you. Thank, Thank you very much. Clap for him. Yeah.
You know, I want to encourage you. Rise up and become a shepherd. Yeah. Don't joke with it. There is a great need for shepherds. God is looking for shepherds. And if you can give yourself to be trained, I want to be one of the hundred shepherds and to be sent. Yesterday we went to Ayarifa. We realized that we need to go. There are more areas. I need more shepherds there in charge of different areas. We don't have. God wants to use you. Don't think that you are being inconvenienced. It is the reason why you may live longer than you are supposed to live. It is the reason why God may give you extension of days. Because when you serve God as a shepherd, He will bless your bread. He will bless your water. And he will take the sickness that would have killed you before your time out of your midst. Yes. The pressure that is, the cholesterol that is building up in you, that will make you die of a stroke in two years. God will take it out of you because you are becoming a shepherd. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He will take it out of your midst because you are becoming a shepherd. He delights in, he will give you prosperity because you are becoming a shepherd. In the mighty name of Jesus. Next week, I'll tell you five conditions for becoming a shepherd. I'll give you five conditions for becoming. There are so many other conditions, but I'll teach you five important conditions. Because you also don't just get up and become a shepherd. There are five conditions that you must fulfill. How many of you would like to know the five conditions? Meet me here next week. I'll take you through. Stand up to your feet. Sorry, Jill, we'll meet next week. Come early next week. Oh. Otherwise, you will miss the five conditions. Oh, I can't feel your hand clap at all. Are you clapping no, for seven, Jesus? Seven. Nobody should move out. We are closing in the next few minutes. But for the next two minutes, I want you to pray and tell God to touch your heart. You are here. You need God to touch your heart. Nobody should walk out. Tell God, help me to give me the heart of a shepherd. I want to be a shepherd. Some of you, you have no interest to be a shepherd. Because God must touch your heart. Pray right now and tell God, Father, touch my heart. And help me to become a shepherd. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. 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 But you are not born again and you want to say, Reverend, pray for me. I need Jesus in my life. I want to be born again. Somebody invited you to church. Listen carefully to me. 
except a man becomes born again he cannot see the kingdom of heaven somebody invited you to church this morning or perhaps you have been coming but you are not born again and you want to say reverend pray for me I need Jesus in my life I want to be born again don't waste the opportunity don't waste that chance now is your chance you are here you are not born again I want you to lift up your hands and I'll pray for you you are not born again you want to take that decision for Jesus don't look at anybody on your left or your right it's between you and your God you want to say Reverend pray for me I want to be born again I need Jesus in my life if your hand is lifted up I want you to take one more step I want you to come forward here come boldly come to Jesus put your hands together for them Encourage them. They're taking a decision for Jesus. Encourage them. They're coming to Jesus. Clap for them. Clap for them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now I want all of us to join in praying. We are all praying together. Repeat after me. And the congregation join. Say, Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. This afternoon. This afternoon. I stand before you. I stand before you. Just as I am. Just, just as I am. Lord, I know. Lord, Lord I, I know, know that I am a sinner. That I am a sinner. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please write down my name. Please write down my name in the book of life. In the book of life. From today. From today. I will serve you. I will serve you. From today. From today. I will follow you. I will follow you. Satan. Satan. Listen carefully to me. Listen carefully to me. I have nothing to do with you. I have nothing to do with you. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I am born again. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to pray for you. Everybody stretch your hands towards these wonderful children of God and we pray for them that God will cover them with his blood and that they are going to not just be baby Christians but God is going to cause them to grow and to become mighty shepherds even in the house. I'm praying for you. Father, thank you for my sister. Jesus. Satan, your power is broken over this one. I declare that she belongs to you. I soak her in the blood of Jesus. I mark her with the blood of Jesus. Let your presence descend over her right now. Let your Holy Spirit come upon her. May she never be the same again. Never again, oh God. Never again, oh God. Never again, oh God. Never again, oh God. Satan, your power is broken over this one. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for your touch, your covering. I mark this one with the blood. I declare that he belongs to you. He is yours forever. Forevermore, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, anoint this one. Let your spirit come upon him. Special. 
Yes. Give him ears to hear. Give him eyes to see. Use him, Lord. I mark him with the blood. He's yours forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Reverend Kweku Sumpa Osei. We believe your life will never be the same again.